listener, spoiler alerts, lady host. As you might have heard over the last couple weeks, we here at Spoiler Alert are taking a much-deserved summer vacation for the month of August. So what we've done is gone back through the archives, chosen some of our all-time favorite episodes to replay for you. Uh, So this is my choice, Movies About Bands. Uh, It's a pretty silly episode. I think we had a lot of fun chit-chatting about it. Uh, So without any further ado, here is No Feminist is Fully Okay with Kiss. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. As always, please be aware of spoilers like this one. Sid Vicious did end up having one last hit, but it was heroin. Oh, <laughs> right. wow. <laughs> Today yeah, we're was talking a... movies about bands. Yeah, I'm your host, Sean Dunham, and with me are my two fabulous co-hosts, World's biggest groupie, Jeremy Laguie. What up? And world-famous girl in a band, Sonia Stanger. One, two, three, four. (laughs) (laughs) Sonia, get your drum kit out of here. (laughs) You you guys are finally back together. Oh, how nice. After what seems like four months. It was a long time, and I don't want to talk about it. Oh, dark. It was dark. Okay, you guys, first of all, I need to issue a correction. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Last episode, when Jeremy and I were talking natural disasters, I fragrantly and repeatedly referred to a big wave of water as a typhoon when I thought I was saying tidal wave the entire show. Oh, I thought you meant typhoon. No, I was meaning a tidal wave, and I just listened to it today, and I was very embarrassed. Like you're afraid of tidal waves. Yes, they're very scary, and I'm oh, mortified I'm that I messed there. up. And uh, I just—I thought you... you meant tropical storms. No, so. I don't care about tropical That's storms. That's what I thought you were afraid of. No. Oh my god. I know. I'm very embarrassed. Wow. I'm so sorry. Everyone, wave on your that. face. <laughs> it was a complete wave on my face. <laughs> you guys, sure. have you ever been in a band or gone on tour? Does school band count? If school band counts, I've been in a band. Okay, I'll I'll allow it. I was also in jazz band, so I, I feel like that makes band. me cooler. Wow, you two nerds. But the worst part is, because of ADHD, I quit everything I ever started, so I did not carry band forward into high school. Mm. So now, I was both a nerd and a, a, a dropout. Quitting, a dropout nerd. Yeah. I only played band in high school. Oh, Yeah, you did this in middle school? Grade, yeah, grade six to eight. Hmm. Shenanigans? <laughs> what do you mean, shenanigans? <laughs> Were there shenanigans? In, I like uh, how that yeah. was like, So I played clarinet, obviously. Oh. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you're um, a real clarinet girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and sometimes my very good friend and I, who sat next to each other, wouldn't practice. Um, and somehow we got to be first and second chair, which is hilarious. There's just nobody else. Because, no, there were a lot of us. Okay. There were a lot of flutes and clarinets, all the girls, basically. Um, but sometimes when we hadn't practiced, we would just sit and practice and pretend to play and not even act. <laughs> As being first and second? <laughs> yep. Oh, you know there was girls behind you being like... <laughs> Hating us. I, these two I scam know. artists. You guys are perfection. Yeah. Don't stop what you're doing. Scammers. Clarinet scammers. Yeah. Um... What about you, Jeremy? What did you play in jazz band? Uh, I played the the drums. I was in jazz oh, band cool. and I was in rock band. What's rock band? There was, there was, there was, <laughs> you know that computer game? No, no there was there was computer. concert band, rock band, and jazz band, and I was in two of the three. What is there rock was no band drum play? kit in? What's that? What did rock band play? Mostly ACDC. Oh, I was going to say Louie Louie. <laughs> but we played that in my jazz band. Oh, we didn't do that. <laughs> is that jazz? Yeah, no. Candy. genres are so... I know. Jazz is more of how you play than what you play. Oh, yeah. It was very freeform. A lot Ooh. of improvisation on the bass over here. Oh, freeform <laughs> middle school flouting? Mm-hmm. That's what I want. No, no. I played the bass in jazz band. Oh, my mistake. One of many instruments I subsequently quit. <laughs> like an upright bass? No, electric. Okay. Like what? <laughs> electric. Oh. Not upright. You played an electric bass? In oh. jazz band. Anyway. I, I cannot picture we it. We didn't but... tour because we were in grade seven. So. <laughs> we also didn't tour. You could tour have done a School of Rock situation. Because you can't move the band room around. Right. No, yeah. of course not. Um, okay. What about, wait, you. Nothing. I played piano. Um, Cute. When I was, but it was outside of school because mm. I did not have any sort of band or... Anything in my high school? Well, I mean, it would have been a pretty small band. Yes, but it could have been mighty. (laughs) Small but mighty. Instead, I played piano until I hit grade nine, and then I realized that 
playing piano was not cool. Neither was figure skating, which I also quit that oh. same year. And then now I could have been nailing both of those. You could have been time. Jonathan Van Ness. Well, yeah, you're right. And his figure skating Except replace hairstyling with... Well, no, he's... Anyway. Piano <laughs> We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, uh, well, as you guys are very accomplished um, instrumentalists, mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. record players constantly approach bands and just ask to sign them then and there? That is what happens, yes. Record players. <laughs> record players? Record players. Is this the myth of the band movie? Do you mean... <laughs> What's shot? Did you mean he to means, say record players? No. He <laughs> people who play records. like record labels. Yeah. He said record players. I did not. You <laughs> absolutely did. did yeah. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> That's why I was like, I don't. Ladies like, and gentlemen, we have we both an another correction. <laughs> yeah, correction. Another correction and omission. Typhoons and tidal waves. <laughs> you I wondered why you both got super awkward. <laughs> we were both like, uh, record. What? Can, no. I'm sorry. Do record labels approach people in the street? Like, they must, right? Okay, let's let's be honest here. It's 2019. No. Oh no, right. it's YouTube now. Yeah, like it, it's YouTube. There's all of the Justin Bieber. <gasps> it's true. That's where he was found. Mm -hmm. What about Vine? Vine, perhaps. Although I think that's more like actors. Um, slash tell it to Ruth B, baby. Tell oh, it you're to not Shawn wrong. Mendes. You're not wrong. <laughs> Jeremy's rattled by that. I don't know. Well. I don't know what either of those things mean. <laughs> Are you talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg? No. <laughs> No, but I love you for thinking that. Have you not heard Ruth Bader Ginsburg's band? I am a lost boy like Peter Pan. Oh, God. Did you listen? I saw her this very weekend at the Regina Folk Festival. And you know what? She was nice. Does she, she have good. any other literature-themed songs? No. Sadly, I was kind of hoping it would all be jam berry tunes from top <laughs> to bottom, but no luck. It's like, do you have anything about uh, Moby Dick? or? <laughs> Whatever. Play Moby Dick. <laughs> um, okay. Well, this has gone off the this rails so okay, fast. You guys, uh, what full movie? disclosure, we're all doing heroin in honor of this week's theme. <laughs> oh, my. Just kidding. Then it would be, like, quiet. Why did you sign up for this? We met the female lead of a, of a story. <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, you guys. What movies did you watch? Uh, let's just get it. <laughs> None of this is... Getting any dirt, so. Um, I rewatched a little film from ye old childhood that was a big time favorite of mine, and guess what, folks? It still holds up. What is it? Josie and the Pussycats. Yes, yes, it does. And I watched this oh. as well this week. By by hold up, do you mean that it's like just not a very good movie? Okay, it's I not will terrible. Say, I'm not like I'm not. It's not the worst movie ever made. I will but, say it holds up in that I had very much fun mm -hmm. and the songs. They come to play. The songs are good. The songs are great, I um, even say. There's some fun, funny moments. It's a little sharper and funnier than I thought it was going to be. On yeah, the watch. writing is better than I remembered. But Scooby-Doo ending. What? what? It's like a Scooby-Doo ending. The ending of that movie is like... Yeah, but I think the that fits because yeah. it's, it's a comic book movie. Yeah, but still, I don't know. It just... It really falls flat at the end. It like, is it weird when yeah. they both when they both reveal their secrets. Spoiler: the, the villains reveal their secrets. Mm -hmm. That was bizarre. Yeah, I think maybe that was them trying to tidily wrap up like the moral element of the story, right? Which is not at the movie's strongest which point. Which is like be yourself. Yeah, and just like I think. Large companies are constantly trying to sell you things. Mm -hmm. Right. Which I did enjoy that scathing social commentary is still highly relevant. Um, Even do you more wanna, so, I would say. Do you want to uh, tell anyone what this movie's about? Do you remember? Well. <laughs> if they don't remember. As folks may know, there was a spin-off comic book series from Archie Comics called Josie and the Pussycats about a girl band called Josie and the Pussycats. Iconic. This is a movie from 1996. 2001. 2001. <laughs> But you might, think, you might think. You might think. Featuring who do we have? Rachel Lee Cook as the lead with a I, iconic structural haircut. Oh, so iconic! Very two thousand one. I don't know how I didn't know it was two thousand one. Feathered red thing that is like took several people to assemble. Clay, I think hair clay. Someone died in its construction. It's amazing. <laughs> so we have her as Josie. We have Rosario Dawson as the drummer named Valerie, Val. and she's. 
She's bass. the bass player. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, Tara sorry, Reed sorry. Is the drummer. Yeah, I got this all wrong. That's okay. And her name is Melody. Yeah. That I knew. <laughs> Tara Reed. Before she got some of that work done. So it was kind of nice to see her old face and chest. <laughs> she, <laughs> That's weird to say, but I just was like, oh, Tara. It, it did make, it gave me major flashbacks to see Tara in that in that in that way and they are a uh, a small time girl band in riverdale mm-hmm. not getting a lot of work and then they get discovered basically by an actor named alan cumming who we stand in this show who is so good um and it's there are so many 90s faces there's parker posey as a villainess so good who's so funny um and then there's this a doomed band named Dujour, <laughs> who are the best, yeah. played by like Seth Green. Who's that one Brendan guy that's like in who's in everything at the time? Yeah, like all your American Pie friends. Yeah, all your like a, a guy from Scrubs. Yeah. It's just all of these faces that. Oh yeah, Donald Faison. Up, yeah, that um, popped up in the two thousands. And their hit song. Backdoor Lover, which <laughs> I just think is so funny. Which is a great song. It's, it's a good, it's yeah, a bop. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah. So then they get famous, but all is not as it seems. Spoiler alert, there are uh, subliminal messages under their music. And then... Not, not put there by the band. No, yeah. by the manage, by the, the record label. Mm-hmm. By Parker Posey. By basically. Parker Posey. And it... I forgot that it kind of sparked my, like, little baby consumerist brain at the time. It was yeah. Just like, oh, my God, they are selling us stuff. And they're like, orange is the new pink. <laughs> I and love these girls. I love those girls. All of those groups of kids that were just like, oh, my God, pink is a new black. Yeah. <laughs> Diet Coke is a new Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> it was very relevant. It was very funny. Um, and there was also, speaking of relevancy, mm. Uh, one of the subliminal messages was just like, there is no Area 51. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that like, made me laugh. Very timely. Um, Super relevant. Yeah, and uh, the songs are amazing. The songs are so good. I did not remember that I knew every single word to the songs, and I did an airband to one of them in, like <laughs> at camp when I was like 12. Were you, which one were you? Which girl were you? Honestly, I think I was Josie. Oh, of course. I right? thought you were going to say you were all of them. Yeah, like it's just you one. Like, I was a one girl band. Yeah. Um, the music is so good. Done by the lead singer of Letters to Cleo. Who also just gets her music up in the nineties. Yeah. And backing vocals by a little woman named Biff Naked. <laughs> oh, Amazing. That's cool. How fun. So relevant. So relevant. <laughs> so relevant. Um okay. What did you guys watch? All right. Have you all seen a little movie called Airheads? No. Okay. Airheads? I'm gonna pitch you a movie. This actually exists. Okay. okay. Is I it need you to the candy. No. The candy I need you to believe me before I start describing this movie to okay. you. Okay. All right. So I need three stars for my band, and who am I gonna pick? Beetlejuice. None other than the, the less than Adam Sandler, Brendan Fraser, and Steve Buscemi. What year right. did this come out? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I. 94. Yeah. Okay, we're going to put the th- the three in a trio, and we're going to call the band the Lone Rangers. What? <laughs> this is... This is serious. I'm 100%. This is like a Mad Lib. I am 100% for real right <laughs> it's now. It's like a Mad Lib. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they are frustrated that they cannot get their single on the radio, so they decide to go and hijack the radio station as like a big, you know, huge thing. Um, and Joe... How do you say this guy's name? Joe Matagina? Joe, I can't. Um, an actor? <laughs> yeah. He's in Criminal Minds famously now, showing a picture of Joe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, he plays the, <laughs> the radio station producer and host, and uh, they descend upon the radio station and take all these people as hostages, oh and then God. it gets really out of hand, but they become super famous because everyone wants to know what the Lone Rangers are about, and there's tons of great jokes about, like, shouldn't it just be Ranger? Like, what's the... Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, hilarity ensues, and uh, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Does anyone only... die? Uh, no, but uh, the big, be- the big underplot. Spoiler alert: is that the rock station is being turned to a, a light FM station, and uh, that's where everyone, all their hostages, start joining their side because they don't want the radio station changed to another another format. If only they had community radio in their town, they wouldn't have to storm the radio station. Yeah. Maybe. 
Nobody has ever stormed this station. Well, that's not Knock how the story goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. I think I hear a mob outside. <laughs> Brendan Fraser, is that you? They it's find our opinions about Josie no. and the Pussycats quite controversial. <laughs> anyway, and if you're curious, do the three men's ages work well together? The answer is no. I was going to say, yeah. what? In what universe do these three men exist? Just in the Airheads universe. Uh, let me pull up a, a graphic here. Uh oh. So you can see the th- the. The, the lone the lone rangers jeremy loves to do a visual reveal on our radio program i, I, I like you guys reacting to it because you're going to see this and it's going to hurt you i'm scared right like there's going <laughs> to oh, be no. there's going to be an auditorium what response. wait super shem is what? wearing a yeah. full like yeah, yeah. brooke shields oh, like gr- flowing wig and in this movie adam sandler's like the sexy one no yeah and in this, uh, in this, uh, in this shot, Adam Sandler seems to be the sexiest. Yeah, like, which I never would have thought I'd say. Look at where his sticks are located. He's pointing. He's like, <gasps> he's like waving. Pe- Listeners, like Google Airheads movies to his, his crotch and stuff. And look at Brendan with his long flowing. Yeah, locks. he looks good. It's not often that the drummer is the feature. Okay. Oh, no, no, Brendan is the main. Oh, yeah. yeah. Never mind. But uh, yeah. is the drummer the feature ever? Do they get the love? <laughs> Oh no! I can't. These images are <laughs> these are cursed images. Every single one. To answer your question, Sean, yes, sometimes, but rarely. Who? Whom are? Okay, they? so and when it happens, it's glorious. Perhaps you've seen a little film called That Thing You Do. <laughs> oh yes, I have. Ooh, breaking my heart in two. Um. He's Guy, is that his name? Yeah, his name Guy, is Guy. Guy Patterson. Guy Patterson. He's yeah. the he's totally the main character. He is. And he's adorable. He's so cute. Um honestly, a scene that sticks out to me so much from that movie, which is not like one of my faves, whatever. But That's shocking. Um but the song is great. Um, but the scene where Liv Tyler is hears the song on the radio and she's like, ah and then like runs and just like Picking up people as they're like trying yeah. to get people to listen yeah. to the radio is the best scene ever, and I basically I definitely teared up during that scene. Aww. They're so cute. Oh, I always thought it was really charming, even from like a young age. I always thought like the whole thing of them all meeting at it's the serendipitous. Like guy guy's dad owns a kitchen well an appliance store yeah so they have like all these giant radios that they turn on and like and they're like plugging them in and yeah. they're like all like dancing in a circle as their parents are like what yeah. don't on? open that so box guy it's so cute <laughs> <laughs> and i just learned today but apparently you two already knew that tom hanks wrote and directed that movie he's all oh. over it it checks out because his dialogue especially is like note perfect tom hanks mm-hmm. i i watched the trailer and it's Full of Tom Hanks's like it's all his one liners. <laughs> yeah, I did too. It's just like is Tom Hanks even a character in this? Really, it's just him. Like, hey, you guys look great in red. You guys yeah. look great in black. You <laughs> guys look I great told in you gold. You guys look great in red. <laughs> uh, I have this sort of fantasy where I have linked that thing you do to Catch Me If You Can through Tom Hanks's character. Oh, and like you know his what's his what's his the manager name in that thing you do? I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, don't but uh, I feel like there's the connection there. All I remember is that their band was called The, the Oneaters, but spelled The Oneaters. The Oneaters. <laughs> they changed it. As they in, I wonder what it. happened to The Oneaters? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello. Sean, to answer your question, uh-huh. there's another movie out there where the drummer is kind of the main guy. Who that? <laughs> uh, it's a little movie called Detroit Rock City. Oh, yeah. Where right. the the... The four Get band up, members. Everybody go lose your seat. Get down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sing this whole episode. What? Did you guys know I love Kiss? I didn't know that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, I don't, but I do like that movie a I'm lot. I'm only kind of okay with Kiss. <laughs> yeah. So this oh, is a whole new thing for no, me. No feminist is fully okay with Kiss. Come on. <laughs> Gene Simmons alone. That's the number one rule of feminism. We're not fully okay with yeah. Kiss. You Get could, that tongue out of here. You could be up to 80 with, <laughs> 80% with Kiss, but no more. Starman or whatever. I'm good at him. <laughs> what about the kitty? <laughs> the kitty I like. <laughs> Also, you just don't like that Tom. I love that he's a kitty. <laughs> the kitty is very not very glamorous. Every time I think about it, you shouldn't have brought it up because <laughs> anyway, Detroit Rock City, um, which is tearing up, uh, which is where the, uh, the kitty, the ba- uh, you know, a high school band of a bunch of guys who really love Kiss win in air quotes a radio station 
concert tickets to Kiss. So they head to Detroit and find out they didn't get those tickets because their friend hung up too quick and didn't give his information to the people. Oh, no. So they had to redraw. It's such an epic adventure mm-hmm. film. And then uh, they split up and like all these weird things happen to each of them. Yeah, they and each it, are tr- they're basically like trying to any way they can get into the concert. And they just do all these absolutely insane things. That sounds fun. There's like a, a convenience store robbery. Oh, they get in. Oh, I w- assumed they would get in. And uh, the whole thing ends with a, with a slow motion shot of uh, the Kiss- Kiss's drummer throwing his uh, his drumstick out into the crowd and then the drummer catching it and then do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <gasps> like that's the, it's a moment. It what is if, a moment. What if the drummer reached out with his tongue, <laughs> no! wraps his big tongue around the drum? He doesn't have it. a big tongue. That'd be a, yeah, jeans dealing with a big jeans. tongue. I know, but I just, in my mind, it's, everyone has Also, my mother thinks it's very important that we know that she is okay with Kiss. And then sent me another text that just says, Paul Stanley! Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Mom, is what he is, the kitty? You can't argue with this that. This is what happens when you can't remember the, the members of Kiss. Oh. Paul Stanley! Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Anyway. Also, he uh, the drummer is pretty prominently featured in a movie we both watched this week, Sean. Oh, yes. The Dirt. Have you seen The Dirt, Sean? One Tommy not, Lee. I have not watched it, but I do know the tale. It is wild. The Motley Tale. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. What's well, based on the, the book? Sorted history. The tell-all book, crew. right? Right. Yeah. And I, where it spells the dirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the <laughs> the <laughs> proverbial dirt. The proverbial uh, dirt. I put it on because I was like, I bet this will be funny. Not really thinking about that, knowing what really I know funny. about Nikki Six. Um, there's a lot of I really did. sad addiction stuff in it. Oh, I didn't yeah. know. Um, oh yeah, it's fully like. Oding, manslaughter, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> so for those who don't know. Sexuality to a degree I've never seen before. The Dirt is, yeah, based on a tell-all book written by the members of Molly Crew. Mm-hmm. And well, they kept saying that crazy stuff happened, and people like were like, "Yeah, okay, we kind of." But then they really laid out like it's all like of next the crazy level. stuff. It is next level. Their story is nuts and like fully tragic. Like, yeah, so sad. I don't know what. It, maybe I should, but there's like a a really sad moment in someone's life, among a lot. It's just like it's dark. Um, but someone that I found very attractive is a person that I've only met as Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, I what? know. Who the, is this person? But what a twist! And what a name! What are you talking about? He plays the Tommy Lee character. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. That's amazing. And, yeah, they, I, I don't know how, because all three of the main characters fully look like they're wearing Elvira wigs. Like, they're very, a bizarre-looking match. Okay, the tables have turned. I'm going to show Jeremy now. But Machine Gun Kelly, when I Google him normally, he's not attractive. But in Tommy Lee drag, he's He very, is. And he just brings a lot of fun to this kind of like a little bit lackluster with fun movie. They look like like Sonya's showing me a picture of what they look like in the movie, and I've like I've seen the preview. They look accurate. Yeah, they do actually look pretty accurate. They had to do a ton of makeup to de-tattoo him. Oh yeah, Nick, um, Machine Gun Kelly. For those of you out there who aren't cool, is a rapper. (laughs) Are we cool? I don't know. I didn't know. I don't think his I music thought he, I is I thought he was cool, a soulful, a soulful artist. He's, I don't yeah, think there's soul. <laughs> he also acted in The Bird Box, which you might remember as a... Oh, a, I, that was him, a, wasn't it? I still haven't seen it. Oh, my God. He plays literally like walk on screen, walk off screen. Mm. That's true. Like, his, his character's like, just sneaks out in the middle of the night. For no reason. Machine guns in, machine guns out. Yeah. So, he was very... He, I, whatever audition he did in the to get this role, he deserves because he was great. And even Rion, Iwin, whatever the actor from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. who's like sadistic Ramsey Bolton, sadistic Ramsey Bolton, pops up as just a he's Mick Mars as an old bassist, <laughs> Mick Mars <laughs> with scoliosis. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah, everyone has a tragedy. Yeah. I was about to be like, not Vince Neil, but then... Oh, he has no, the most of tragedy. the worst. Yeah, that's true. Did, how far does the movie go? Does it get to, like, Tommy doing, like, well, reality TV? No. No. Okay. It, kind, it of, kind of... I didn't like how... I didn't like the pacing of it. No. It was, like, too slow at the beginning. And it's just, like, major, major, major. Yeah, and then, like, 
basically their like rise as a band mm-hmm. and then their tribulations with like Vince Neil's car accident and mm-hmm. everybody's addictions and drugs and stuff. Then they get clean as a band, then they're not clean anymore. And then it sort of like speeds through a bunch of so years like, and then it's like their reunion tour, their first reunion tour. Oh. Yeah. And then it ends. Hmm. So there's no Pam Anderson, which I was a bit mad about. Yeah, that seems like a... Well, I guess that's, the not, only but that's not necessarily the band's no. story. No, but, but I did... I fully anticipated a Tommy Lee, like, schlong shot. Yeah. <laughs> because that's just basically in his wiki... His wiki notes. Oh, um, this movie... Okay. <laughs> this movie... I have complicated feelings about it that I don't have time to fully get into before we take a break, but... um. Not great with women. I'll say that. Oh, uh, Tommy Lee punches a woman. <laughs> oh, right. I honestly forgot. I was just, I just meant all the, like, just using of women's But yeah, bodies. yeah, totally. We'll maybe come back to this. <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. Um, well, yeah, we, you know what? <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, you think, let's think this over, you guys. I think it's time to listen to a word from our sponsors. Push yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you guys, I'm having a stroke. I push Ty- yourself on stage Typhoon with yourself. rehearsed and somehow win everyone's hearts. We'll be back with Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to Spoiler Alert with Sean Dunham, Sonny Stanger, and Jeremy Legui. We're going to chat more band movies in a minute, but first we'll play a game lovingly called The Game. It's game time, people. Whee! <laughs> 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 going to do a guitar lick, and then I froze. It's Sean just jumped all over. Yeah, he got Oh, there. I got a guitar lick on the tip of my tongue all the time. <laughs> Get up, everybody. Going to lose your seat. I'll just hear some more kiss. <laughs> You're just a kiss soldier, in the, soldier in the Kiss Army, Sonia Stanger. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, for those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend two weeks looking for a movie that these two have not seen. I uh, It's really always related to our theme. I tell them the title of the movie. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a good laugh because they typically get it wrong. <laughs> and then we move on with our show. Are you guys ready to play the game? This week's title is Garage Days. Garage Days. Garage Days. I will give you a hint. Days is spelled normally. Oh, oh good. I thought you were going to pull a rug right out from under me. <laughs> um, I think it's about 14 girls who all work at garage clothing retail store. <laughs> and then they realize between them that they each have amazing chemistry and talents. And then they form the band Garage Days. Uh, and they hit it big. Astronomically big. Whoa. Before they have trials and tribulations and then it dissolves. But Whoa. Yeah. I think that Garage Days is like a mishmash ensemble biopic about like a bunch of different famous bands mm-hmm. back in their garage days Ooh. when they were just starting out. Could you mention three prominent bands that would be <gasps> featured? Uh, yep. Not but- allowed to say Kiss. <laughs> I wasn't Sonny going doesn't to. know any more bands than kids. Uh, what else is there, Jer? Okay. Van Halen. Okay. The Temptation. There we go. I'm trying to do, like, multi-genres. Like, I'm these trying to span so a lot of things. I was, yeah, I was trying to figure out what uh, it was. Rascal Flatts. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic country band. Okay. Those bands are all obviously contemporaries of one another. There yeah. we go. There we go. All right. Well... This may be the furthest you have all ever been. <laughs> what? Yeah. One of us had to be close. I thought it was close. Garage Days is a 2002 Australian film oh. uh, about a, an up-and-coming band in Sydney, and uh, it has a really great moment. I'm going to spoil the whole movie for you. Uh-huh. You should watch it. It's it's follows. There's five members of the band, and they sort of leave and come back, and they switch girlfriends and stuff. Uh, there's men and women in the band, so there's a whole bunch of... You know, tensions going on there. Someone gets impregnated. Whoa. Uh, someone prepares for the aforementioned baby by carrying around a melon and then does too many mushrooms and the melon starts talking. <laughs> There's tons of great stuff. But at the very end of the movie, you you don't hear them play the whole time. You, they're, they're always, like, just finishing and, like, just, like, playing the last chord or whatever. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, right at the end, they agree to go to this big concert in Sydney and lie and say they're this other band. And, like, they, I think they, like, 
disable their car somehow. Oh, my God. Uh, and then they run up on stage, and they suck so bad. It's so great. Everyone is just, like, booing them because they're terrible. Their song's called Squeeze Me, and, like, the singer can't sing. It's the best. Oh, anyway, I like that. Check it out, Garage that Days. great. It's I- super good. Well, that's uh, you, the, the game total, bringing your points to Sonya with a point five. Sean, do you have one? I think Sean has one. I think I have upwards of ten, <laughs> by my count. Yeah, I'm going to call yeah. shenanigans on that one. <laughs> no, Scared Sonya, please, you did. Um, okay, also, <laughs> we were talking about the dirt earlier. <laughs> yes, of And I feel like I really teased everyone with my talk of misogyny. You teased us like a we were comb. talking about it. And a pile of like a friends. comb and a guy from Motley Crue. <laughs> yeah, who they did have very exciting hair. But okay, I found okay. that this movie. Okay, it was more self-aware than I expected it to be. Like it was more honest about the repercussions of their actions, and they sort of were very like. I assume they must be in the book as well. That, like yeah, they sort the of say like, "I messed up when I did this," or mm-hmm. like, "I hurt someone when I did this." So I actually was like, "Okay, this is more balanced than I expected." Yeah. But then it also does this tricky thing where I feel like it really rides the line of fully glamorizing their actions, and one of those ways is that just naked girls everywhere all the time and them just like carelessly sleeping with all these girls in this way that I feel like a lot of people would watch and be like, oh, awesome, sweet. But it's just like just treating women like they're absolutely disposable without really commenting on it. Yeah, totally. That was that was how basically it came across. Yeah. Because, yeah, well, that's what they did. That's what they right. did. That's the, was, but, know, like, it's... in terms of, like, their addictions, mm-hmm. they sort of talk about it in this more reflective way. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the sex in the movie, and especially, like, even just the way they treat women overall, mm-hmm. it doesn't really come up in the same way. There are a couple times when they sort of talk about it, but it doesn't resolve as neatly. No, it's mostly just how much you hurt the guy that was dating the girl. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's true, too. Yeah. Anyway. It was not a great movie, but also very fun to watch. Well, maybe they can make it up to us in the dirt too. There was <laughs> the dirt too of the dirt Um the the dirtier. This there was this point where at the end where they screenshot some real moments mm-hmm. with like things that they recreated, and one of them was Nikki Six at um at whose wedding? Oh, uh, Tommy, Tommy Lee's wedding. wedding to Heather Locklear. Yeah, and like the actor was like trying to do this like crazy like high face because he was on heroin. Yeah, and it was like I was like this looks ridiculous. And then they showed the, <laughs> the photo, and he fully looks exactly yeah, like, like it's <laughs> exactly the same. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, Nikki Six lived hard. Oh, he lived hard. And had a sad life. Has a sad. He's they're all still alive, I think. Against all odds. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's bid adieu to the dirt. Um. <laughs> Moving on to a very similar film. I watched A Mighty Wind this week. Oh, yeah. Two Ps. Oh, I movies. love. Have you seen? I love. It might be Christopher Guest's best movie. I think it might be. Really? But I was going to say it might be Christopher Guest's worst. For real. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know. You like Spinal Tap better? Uh, I think so. Hmm. Although I haven't rewatched Spinal Tap in a long time. But it, Spinal Tap is like... I feel like a, a lot more iconic and just like uh, there's so many scenes from Spinal Tap that are still in pop culture and like mm. have influenced things and kind of I feel like every Christopher Guest film since then has been trying to recreate the same I, sort of stuff as Spinal, Ta- Spinal Tap. I do want to interject. Please. Because while written by Spinal Tap was not a Christopher Guest movie. Mm, okay. It was a Rob Reiner right. joint. Right, right. But He's it does feature. It, he? he is, yeah. yeah. It features like all of the actors. Mm-hmm. He, they wrote oh it. God. It was still that was the start of the machine, right? But I wouldn't. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't it. include that in. I wouldn't include Spinal Tap in that body of work mm. necessarily, right? One so certainly you're wrong, could. Sean. Yeah, but yeah. got it. Just yeah. saying. Just saying. Anyway, I, it felt like Spinal Tap was more of a labor of love, and then all of these other sort of things are like kind of trying to chase the dragon of Spinal Tap. Mm. Um, and also, like, it is, it was a funny film. I, the, like, Fred Willard has this character who is, like, keeps saying this, he's like, hey, what, what happened? happened? <laughs> Which is so funny. Um, 
That was like on the part that stuck out to me the most. And like the three folk bands that they get the plot is these three folk bands get back together because a folk producer has died and they're gonna put on one last show. Mm-hmm. But like there's just not really an edge to it as like in mo all the other films are like there's like stakes or something. These kind of are like everyone gets along, we're just doing this one last thing. Like So um, they play the same song. Right, but even mm-hmm. that was just like, well, I guess and like Okay, and Jane Lynch and Parker Posey are very, very funny. Jane Lynch is hysterical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just what? Just this seeing, is some of Jane Lynch's best work, I would argue. Just seeing all of these people just, like, pretend to be a cheesy folk band is, like, hilarious enough. Um, there's, like, a weird part <laughs> where, at the very end... Oh, yeah. One of the characters become like... Comes out as trans. As, comes out as trans and mm-hmm. just plays his very low-voiced uh, character as a trans woman. Which was very surprising and yeah. weird. It's played for laughs, which is not good. No. We don't like to see that. But other than that, the way they sort of deal with it is pretty okay for the time. Yeah, like his bandmates were like, They're yeah, we like, love her and yeah. we're still playing with her. It was just like bizarre and I yeah. did not see that coming. No. And it was like the end scene. Yeah. Um, it it would have been better, I don't know, I think it would have been better to have some things point to, mm-hmm. But I also think because there's in a lot of Christopher Guest stuff, whenever like there's the revisit, mm. it's always got to be like really insane. Yeah, like in like best six in, months later, like something crazy. Yeah, like in Best in Show, when that one insane couple just like calls their old dog a loser because they got a new dog. Yeah, and like obviously the stakes are super low <laughs> and all yeah. of that, but for the for them it's a big deal. But yeah, it's it's the same kind of. Um, you Maybe? guys watched Spinal Tap this week, right? Yeah, yeah, and okay, I didn't actually watch the whole thing because it wasn't as funny as I remember. Oh, really? Like, I remember being like 13 and watching it with my parents and thinking it was and the <laughs> most hilarious thing. Like, it was like this first time I watched Monty Python, like that level of like, oh mm-hmm. my God, this is so hilarious. And this time, like, I don't know if I just wasn't in the right headspace or what, but I was just like, huh, I'm not laughing that much. I think a lot more of the subtlety hits me now mm. and like not like having a 13 inch Stonehenge descend <laughs> to the stage. But, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that is but really like funny, the logistics around it now, yeah. I enjoy so much more. And especially when like, cause I wonder if there are people who like caught it when he drew on the napkin what they wanted. Yeah. You know, and uh, it just, it gets me. It still, it still just works. It might be on a different level, but like it's still like I, the second he started drawing, I was already laughing, and it wasn't until, <laughs> wasn't until way later that I stopped because I love that joke. Um, I was reading that J.K. Rowling fashioned her Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher's role uh, as the drummer from. Spinal oh, Pat. that's funny! That just like that keeps getting replaced like every year. <laughs> 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 Which was a very funny. Reference. That is funny. Like what? there are a lot of good jokes in it, and mm-hmm. I know that objectively. So I don't know why it wasn't tickling my fancy this time. It's. I think also once it's known, that's like the true. one drummer who. What? How do they describe it? He spontaneously combusts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're like. One in four people spontaneously <laughs> combust a year. Like, it's just, like, so dumb. One in four. Yeah. Oh, God. <sighs> I Maybe you don't have enough hippie drama in your life to find a mighty wind funny. Because as someone with some deep-seated hippie trauma... Trauma or drama? Trauma. Oh, sorry. <laughs> like, not really trauma, but, like, <laughs> it's just some of the stuff, it's very specific, and it's just, like, yeah, it's pretty I real. Also, I was just, like... um who is, uh, oh gosh, the actor from Schitt's Creek? Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. He does this, like, sort of stoned Bob Dylan y, like, space yeah. man that I was very like, this is not a great character. Or, like, it doesn't, mm. it, I just felt like a lot of people's talents were wasted. Like, a lot of very funny people's <laughs> oh, talents man. were That's fair. like, no, I, I thought that was, I thought that was spot on. Because right. yeah. you can't have Parker Posey acting the way she is and then have, Eugene Levy be as upbeat or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's true. And like uh, Catherine O'Hara's husband, who's just like always around and really supportive, but he has sure flow, which is like this weird bathroom. Company. Oh yeah, like, oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. Going into this bladder control, and she's just like, maybe not. And she like writes a song, trying to sure flow, sure flow. Yeah, it's wild. Um, what am I going to say? 
Is okay. Here's the hardest hitting question of the week. Mm-hmm. Why is there no Mamas and the Papas biopic? <laughs> I would love to know. Or a Fleetwood Mac. I would say Fleetwood Mac even more so. This is drama. Just because too many of them, because they're all still alive. I don't even barely know what happened. Oh. They're all, yeah. Well. <laughs> I'm I, like, well. I know there's breakups and makeups. Yeah, yeah. But there's breakups and enough? makeups. Is that and enough? And drugs. Yeah, there's. Yeah. It's got all the things you need for one of these There's nasal cavities movies. collapsing from too much cocaine use. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. There's. Yeah. Interband mingling. Oh, my God. And uh, a rather intraband intra, mingling, I should yeah. say. Mamas and the Papas oh, is too dark. I, I wouldn't I, suggest that. Well, and all these things have to get, like, sold. Right? Well, like, right. If, if people are gone, then maybe it's easier. But Yeah, because a lot of, well, the Mamas I just and like, Papas. Like an ab, an ab, like a, oh, my God. Abba. Like an ABBA. Like an ABBA-style musical from the music of, like, Fleetwood Mac writes itself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, don't TM, TM. Tusk. I'm, I'm writing it. <laughs> it's called Tusk. It's called Tusk, exclamation mark. Wait for one year from now where we will perform. The Tusk. <laughs> I just like Inspired. that one because you yell. You just yell only Tusk. Um, Do you guys watch anything else? Yeah, I want to talk about one of the movies that I watch, which is A Hard Day's Night mm-hmm. about the Beatles. Who's that? Heard of them? Barely. There's five of them, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Is this yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're the guy from yesterday. I'm the guy. I'm Danny Boyle. Um, I liked it. Honestly, I've maybe seen it before because some of the jokes, I was like, I don't know if I just know these because they're like vaudeville jokes. Right. Or because I've seen this before. I've never seen. what. It's so silly. It's like. Is there a plot or is it just silliness? Uh, there's sort of plot. It's basically just like a day or a couple of days um, with the Beatles while they're on tour in America. And just like, it's like both a look at the insane byproduct of that level of fame mm-hmm. and a 100% absurd, like, waiting for Godot style nonsense piece right. of humor. Um So like a prominent part of that movie is Paul's grandfather is with them. Um and he just like keeps getting into shenanigans, <laughs> and it's just like their relationship with this old man is like just a whole part of the thing, <laughs> and it's just like them bad. being bad and not doing what their manager tells them to do, and like straining against the constraints of oh my God. their mega fame. Old Spice World, <laughs> and then yeah, it's basically honestly like Spice World is based on a hard day's night, I think. Yeah. Also, Spice World <laughs> is another important one. <laughs> yeah. Um, tip, tip, tip of the top. But yeah, I'm, I've been told that this is like the best of the Beatles films. It's also the only one I've seen, I think. So How many I can't are there? They probably made Sergeant it. Peppers, right. Help. I think there's at least one Yellow Submarine. Mm. There's at least those many. <laughs> at least those many. Those there's many. at least those many. And, Have you guys ever seen more. any of them? No. Uh, I've, I've seen a few of them. That was It was a very long time ago. Mm. Uh, I wasn't super into movies at the time. And they're kind of... Really wild. Why is this the first we're hearing about? Yeah, when did you have a like when I was like ten or eleven? Oh, like (laughs) like like you know. And you're more into you're into tracks. Beyblades. Beyblades. (laughs) Were you fighting Beyblades? (laughs) No, I didn't. I didn't do that. What about Almost Famous? Mm, I like. Have you guys? Did you you guys didn't watch this week? No, but I have seen. I have not seen this movie. This popped up in pop culture Mm -hmm. because Diplo. Oh right. Was in a, a plane, a dangerous plane incident. And tweeted, "I'm gay." As he's going down, <laughs> which is an almost famous reference. Yeah, but uh, you know, because gay people are really funny. Yeah, isn't that a fun Pretty joke? Funny, it's but... so funny to joke about being gay. <laughs> but um, anyway, it, that scene and the tiny dancer scene are basically the only what things I remember from watching it. I feel like there are a lot of iconic like one lines from that, like. I, I just have this image of Zoe Deschanel, who's like his older sister, oh, just yeah. looking at him and giving him a pep talk. And she's like, one day you'll be cool. And I remember being a young teen and watching that like, and being like, yeah, I oh, I, I'll be Did cool Did she literally someday. say cool? Yeah, she says, oh, one day okay. you'll be cool. Wow. He's not cool at the time. Yeah. Um, also, a little, s- little interest I picked up was that Cameron Crowe was married to Nancy Wilson of heart at the time. Whoa. Nope. That's now a they're, fun fact. Now they're not. But... <laughs> So, like, Broken Heart. Broken Heart. Whoa. <laughs> that wasn't my best, but... Sad. Mm. But also, like, an amazing cast in that movie. Amazing. A lot of good people. True. Uh, before we move on, I would like to share a, a short tidbit, because I watched a little movie that was very bad 
called Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm not going to get into it, but I did want to let you all know that uh, there is a character shared in Bohemian Rhapsody and in Rocket Man. Yes, I remember which this. Which is John Reed, mm-hmm. depicted in both films, very differently. Who yes. Is he? he is the man in the black suit. And he manages the Queen for a little while, and he works with Elton John. And that is when Freddie Mercury gets the call. He says, oh, he works with Elton John. And I was like, oh, is this the same guy? Yeah. Who is the villain, basically, in Rocket Man? Oh. Stark. Anyway. Ooh. Yes, a much smaller role. But yeah. uh, the thing that I thought was funny was that it's in... Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, he's played by the guy who played Littlefinger, also from Game of Thrones. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I never thought of that. I mean, anyway, just, just a little, just oh, a little crazy. English actors. But uh, I, wonder how, I wonder how he and his ilk feel about his portrayals. Yeah, I'd anyway, be curious to know. It is weird that in one year you get two yeah. diabolical images of yeah. a family member. And I mean, Elton John only has one. So mm-hmm. there, well, that's probably not true. But... Uh, other people must have played Elton John. I've done a short film where I played Elton John. We've yeah. all played Elton John, yeah. Jeremy. Who hasn't? <laughs> on film? Come on, Taryn Egerton. It's not that special. <laughs> Stop bragging, Taryn. Well, I think we've tackled all that we can tackle with bands on film. Meet us at the merch tent after. Yeah, buy our stuff. Buy our mixtape. You guys, what did you watch this week? Besides band films. Now we're talking what you're watching. What you watching? Which actually is, what did you watch this fortnight? Because we haven't met for a while. I watched a little show on Amazon Prime Video that is being so heavily publicized right now. Ooh. I cannot believe it. The I boys? think I know what you're going to talk about. It is, about. yes. Mm. I am a huge fan of this. Um, a small note before we continue. The gentleman who wrote this is the same gentleman who wrote Preacher, which is the AMC oh. hit, which is why it's being made into... Um, it's very good. It's very crazy. Yeah. If you have not read the books, you should totally watch it because the performances are stellar across the board. Wait, should we read the books too? Uh, you can. They are very different. Mm. They are significantly darker. Mm. Read the books only if you are 25 plus. <laughs> um, oh. That's a hard age. There are there. some. There are some things depicted that I don't want to be responsible for. It'll destroy a 24. Person no. in the show? Oh, j- exponentially. Oh, yes. Wow. I haven't finished it yet, so. Um, how far through? Mm, a third episode, I think. Okay. Anyway, very good, very crazy, and uh, it's obviously going to continue on to be uh, something. But I, uh, the, I watched the trailer and was completely rattled <laughs> when he's just like, um, two people are talking on a street corner, and then a woman just explodes into blood <laughs> because the superheroes run right through her. It's yeah, very horrifying. Oh yeah, that's so. I actually watched this because Sean was like. Everyone I know is telling me to watch this show, The Boys. It has been so heavily... It was on Reddit, as advertised on Reddit. Oh, that's weird. Like, it made it all the way to the the end of the internet. All the way to the darkest depths. All the way down. But, um... Well, maybe I should get it. Maybe I should listen to everyone in my life and watch. It's pretty good. The, the one big sort of, I don't know, punch in the arm with this is that depicted in the comic book, Huey, the main character, looks exactly like... The man who plays his father in the show, Simon Pegg. Uh, Weird. And that's why he's in it, because everyone was like, he has to be in it. But you look at him for one second, he's way too old to play mm-hmm. a 23-year-old mm-hmm. man. But uh, the artist just drew a guy, and it just looked like him, and they just, just rolled with like it. looked like Simon Pegg. Yeah. He was, a huge, uh, he was a huge fan of it, apparently, as well. Simon Pegg. He was like, no, that's fine. draw. Keep going. Don't stop. I just started watching a new docu-series on Netflix that I think came out this past weekend uh, called The Family. Now, listeners may know that I love me a good docu-series, especially if it's crime-related, and this sort of is. What's it about? Um, It's basically about um, a conservative Christian group. I won't even call them a church because they're not actually, although they sort of pretend to be, called The Family or The Fellowship that basically has an insane amount of political power in the United States. Um, They're connected to all kinds of really powerful politicians from both sides of the aisle. And they're basically just this really sketchy, secretive organization um, that that has all this influence. And it's basically just like dissecting um, 
how how that all has worked. And they, um, I don't want to spoil it, which is weird because it's a docu series, but like stuff comes out that's very relevant to the current presidency and Russia, and it's fascinating and mm. infuriating. Oh my gosh! How many episodes are five? Okay, and I've watched three. <laughs> Five one-hour episodes? Yeah. Okay. Dang. Wow. Well, maybe I'll watch The Family. Yeah, yeah. if you're ready to, for, like, to think and be a bit mad about conspiracies. Um, well, in a different vein, <laughs> I watched Spider Ho- Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, so cute. Oh, it was great. Was it? I haven't seen it yet. It was great. They, It's like, as you know, it's after the events of Endgame, so they kind of do this, like, kind of weirdo, like, Peter's trying to get normalcy back in his life with his smoking hot aunt marissa tomei (laughs) damn seriously Um, yeah but they like so basically the blip happened um and so peter and every single person he knows all got blipped yeah for the story to make sense Mm -hmm. because it's kind of the way they a little bit explain it because they do not explain it in the end game sean like when you say blip do you mean snapped yeah. Okay. I do. I, I do. thought it was called the blip. I thought it was also. Do they call it a blip? Well, I they... swear they call it that, or else it just makes a Let's lot of sense. Just use it interchangeably. Again, another correction and omission. <laughs> I'll be using Snap from now on. Anyway, so they say that when everyone returned, they all returned to the exact spot that they were snapped from, mm. which um, Aunt May tells a silly story where she snapped back to an apartment that she used to live in. Um, and she's like, and she was like, it was very confusing. And they thought that I was like sleeping with the husband, blah, blah, blah. But then I was like, all the, like probably thousands of people died mm-hmm. being snapped back, like in the spot where they were snapped before. Mm. I, have to, I looked it up. Blip is a valid term. I'm sorry, Sean. Wow. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. And, and then, yeah, nobody in his high school, like they go on a big trip and one kid that did not get blipped. If this like twenty one year old comes along with them. <laughs> okay, I was wondering if they were going to do that because yeah. it's I mean, very confusing. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen it yet, Jerry? No. Oh, you'll like it, I think. Yeah, and so I mean, they're all like, "Oh, he didn't get blipped, and now he's like so older and hotter." <laughs> yeah, he's And hot. he like comes to like accompany them, <laughs> and they're like, "Sucks that he's like an adult now." Yeah, it's very bizarre. Anyway, um, who am I trying to say? Oh, yeah. So Jake Gyllenhaal is up in this, and he's very hilarious. Yeah. Um, he's a superhero, but there's a bit of a twist, and you might have to find out. But there's a great part where he is um, angrily instructing someone to keep steaming his super cape, which is because yeah. he's going to be in front of cameras. Um, anyway, Tom Holland is, of course, so charming, even though uh, in this film I started realizing why... Jeremy said what he said about mm-hmm. him being too old. He looks way too old. No. At I mean, no little... point has he looked under 20 years. I refuse to accept it. No, he he did look too old. And he it, they keep doing this thing where it's like, oh, Peter's like the biggest nerd ever. And he's like a stunning like model. Just like, <laughs> yeah, like quite built. I'm just like, uh, don't make fun of me, you guys. I'm going to play Legos. Yeah. <laughs> like... And so that it's like, okay, maybe Tom is slightly aged out by now. But... All in all, it was a very excellent time at the theater for me. Yep. Good. Well, I guess we're ready for the end of our show, you guys. Mm-hmm. I'd like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for letting us use their song, Manituna, for our theme song, and our generous sponsor, the RPL Film Theater. Thanks to everyone at CJTR and all of you for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6, rebroadcast Friday mornings at 9, and is available as a podcast on the CJTR, web- CJTR website. <laughs> oh, my God. Spotify and Apple Play. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so give us a follow. And have a great evening. Bye. Bye.